podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everybody, welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast. I hope you're all doing very, very well. Obviously not... uh, The best of games to be discussing tonight. Um, Full disclosure before we start, this is going to be a slightly shorter show. Um, I hope you've all had better days than me. Not that I've had a bad day, but I have spent the past, well, it must have been about an hour just getting through the Dartford Crossing. Um, So on that note, I'm going to, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to take some much needed TLC this evening. But thank you to all of us that are joining us in the chat room. Distance is back on audio. Um, JJ, I said I'd keep this to the point, mate. What did you make of last night? In a very broad sense. Oh, rubbish. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't good, was it? It certainly oh. wasn't good. Oh, James, just when when you when you watch a game like that, you, you know, we could still be out there now with no fans and empty nets and we still wouldn't put the we still wouldn't score. What was it that went wrong? I I just think I think it's selection is the first one. But then also it's mentality. And I think that they still have instilled in them that they're already at that level when they're not. They, You know, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we haven't won anything, James. No. Yet there's a way that we play and there's an ego of which we play like we're already at that level. And, you know, OK, we, we did the preview. And they're about 15th in their league this year. But they finished second. And as much as we went on about we haven't played in a Champions League for six or seven years, they've not played in it for nearly 21. And, you know, we are a big club. When when we arrive, I I, I said it, didn't I? I said to you, all of the away games in this group, I want to be watching closely because they're all going to be up for us. Every single one, they're going to be up for it. And I just think that we we went in there with the mentality of we'll walk this. And it just completely spiralled, spiralled from there. And and too many, too many big names, James. I'm not afraid. I, I do what I call guy, some of the other guys on the other podcast. I'm on, we call it SAS settings, which is say it as you see it. And too many of the big boys, mate. Too many of the ones that people refuse to criticise just because of the name that's on the back of their shirt. I'm sorry, they were shocking yesterday. Absolutely shocking. Yeah, you have to be totally honest and frank in these situations because it's not the first time it's happened this season. You know, there were multiple problems that I saw last night. Our passing was really wayward again. I thought, you know, we'd we'd turned a bit of a corner after the Bournemouth game, but there are real inconsistencies in this squad. And the passing was the one that really stood out to me. But it was really concerning as well how... I didn't think Martin Erdegaard was in the game at all. I mean, lots of people were, you know, quick to point the finger at Kai Havertz, but Erdegaard was not in the game in any way, shape or form, if we're being quite frank about the situation. Um, Saliba, I thought, was good. But, that, that you know, I'm really clutching at straws, apart from Declan Rice, about players that, that put in good performances. But what, why is that, mate? After such a good performance away at Bournemouth, that suddenly it, it, it all goes to pot again? I don't know, and I'm I'm not having this excuse that they were held at the tarmac and all this other, you know, that that to me is again, it, it's just purely based on. I don't know if it's, and and I'm not saying this to try and be critical because every football manager's got an ego, 
I mean, I mean, I mean, every every person's got an ego to some extent. So, but I just feel that it was like we're just going to stroll this, James. That I, it looked as though they made no real preparation for what was coming to them and what was in front of them at all. Well, I mean, that's inexcusable, though, isn't it? Because I, mean, I know, this is a, I know. the Champions League group stage game. But yeah. take that out of the equation for a second. Look at that team that played. If you're going to play a team that strong, you have to at least be coming away from this game with a point at the very, very least. I mean, a point, you know, before the game, I think a lot of us would have looked at that as, as a negative. But given how things played out with Saka going off half an hour in, you know, I'd have taken a point, absolutely. Um, but like I say, when you've got a team that's going out there, that's that strong, that is virtually the same 11 that won 4-0 at Bournemouth at the weekend. You know, I thought the changes we made were, were sensible. I didn't have an issue with Tommy Asu coming in for Ben White. Um, but apart from that, I mean, it's, you know, Trossard came in as well, but apart from that, it's virtually the same team. Why was there such a, and I'm, I'm asking you all the tough questions, but do you think it was a mental thing or do you think we just, just weren't good enough? Well, I think we started really extremely, extremely well. Um, and then obviously we got the goal, which was on a mistake, uh, and we capitalised on that. But then as soon as the equaliser went in, and it is an error, you know, I sat on here, didn't I? I said, I think David Ray is the better goalie. I still do. But yeah, he had a stinker. And uh, that, that I, I, just, I just don't understand, James. And it, it goes back to me so, so many years. And people criticise me for saying it about us, but we are just weak mentally and we have been for so long. And I, I don't understand any, any small glimpse of adversity and our back ends just fall out for want of a better phrase, James. Um, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't believe what I was watching because it, it, it was so well and it looked like we were in complete control. And again, just like the second half of the Derby game, just surrendered to control. It was and, just chaos again, wasn't it? Yeah. And, you know, I can sit here and say about the chances and we should have took them and everything else like that. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. But again, it goes back to what we've said and we've said it for the last couple of weeks, James. When you're not creating at the level that we were last season, when you get these one, two, three chances that we had, You've got to take them. If you're not going to be clinical, then especially when you're creating like next to nothing, this is this is what's going to happen. We're going to, we're going to have this conversation more and more. I know we don't want to, but we're going to have to come back on here again and talk about this stuff, James, because it's it's just persistently happening. But I mean, I don't want to ask you why it's happening because I don't think any of us know the answer exactly as to why that is. But I would say that there is a real lack of intensity at yeah. times in the way we play. And yeah. I mean, surely you, it was you toothless, can't put, James. But mate, toothless. You can't put that down to just Granite Jacker going out, Kai Havertz coming oh, in. Oh, no, no, because no. Because everyone else is, you know, pretty yeah. much the same. But our way of playing just doesn't seem to be as exciting, as potent, as dynamic. I'm using all the big words tonight, but it just wasn't, you know, as exciting as it was to watch last season. You know, we, we had some really exciting uh, games away from home. I mean, the Bournemouth game of the weekend was, was exciting. That's the Arsenal I want to see more and more often. But even in that game, didn't create chance after chance after chance after chance. We're just not bombarding the opposition in the way that we used to. And something about us, I don't know, I can't quite put my finger on it, but it just isn't there yet. And I'm going to ask you quite a big question 
do you this might sound extreme do you worry about us actually qualifying from this group because although i was very confident at the start and even more confident after the winning against psv and okay we're still top of the group because we did get that good win and you know results went in our favor i'm looking at those trips to seville to psv where we lost last season they are going to be just as hostile as the game, if not more hostile than the game we played last night. And if that played a part in us losing, then I really do worry about us, you know, qualifying with comfort from this group, should I say? Yeah, no, I, I think I think that in terms of the home games, we'll do enough to get by. But yeah, I, I really do think that we gotta we gotta step it up. I mean, um, I can't remember the guy's name and apologies for it. I, like I said, I, tr- I tried to blank it out as best I can. But he got interviewed over here on TNT after the game. I think he played uh, for... M- I think he was brought through a youth system of like MK Dons and everything and then he eventually went back to France or something. And he just said that he was a centre-back. And he just said, apart from our one mistake, light work. We couldn't. Uh, he said we couldn't understand how easy it was. Because he said they just, like like we were talking about, they surrendered control. And then he went, we pushed as a, as a centre-back line five yard, five to ten yards higher. And you'd think, reading that, OK, get my, get someone like an Eddie on quicker or whatever, play the balls in behind to try and... No. As soon as Nelson come on. Now, now when Nelson come on, again, oh, you're thinking, well, you think, well, you're thinking, play it in behind, get him to, you know, get him in behind, get him running at people. None of that. None of that whatsoever. And I just, yeah, I just, I despair, James, because he's got to sort it out so quickly because the next game, (laughs) the next game is arguably one of your, if not your biggest game of the season. And, and at the moment we're still thinking, are we, are we in again, another period of transition because of these, well, not necessarily just because of this one new player, but because it just everything that we were so good at last year seems to have just faded away. And I think people have today have been like, look, you know, there's a lot of overreaction. There's a lot of negativity. We all know where that comes from. That comes from certain places, but you can just choose to ignore that. I think if you're really looking at it on balance, a lot of people are right to call this out here because the expectation has gone up. And yeah, OK, we're not perfect and we are in a pursuit for perfection. But sadly, the level is perfection, James. So unless we have it, we are gonna we are gonna be aggrieved and we are gonna talk like this. Well, I think not necessarily the level, but the realistic expectation from last night would have at least been a point. And I yes. don't think that's unreasonable to ask for. I mean, you and me were talking on the preview show, we both predicted wins. I think we both predicted comfortable wins. You know, we're playing 15th in Liga. No reason to, to 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 you know not think that way, um, but I was just really disappointed with how how emphatic the performance was. Well, emphatic. I don't know what the word is. You know what I'm trying to say. How how abysmal it was at times. But like you say, leading up to um, the Lons goal, you know we we were in a good place. We got that opening through Gabby Jesus. No surprise. It was Bakayo Saka that provided the assist. Um, but similarly to the Spurs game. A lot of people were saying it was after Lon scored that things fell apart. I actually think it was after we scored. And 
this has happened in seasons gone by as well. We would get a lead and then we would sit back on it, invite pressure. I don't think it's a case of us necessarily doing that. It's just we, you know, we, we get a bit erratic. Our, you know, I'm saying it again, but our passing was really poor. Um, before we talk about Bukayo Saka going off, one player I do want to highlight is Oli Zinchenko because I thought he had a stinker uh, last night. Um, and that might sound a little bit extreme, but he did in the derby as well. I, I, I will say to you that until after the goal, I thought he was fantastic because he was spraying it. He was pinging, you know, the one for Havertz. And I've watched that back, by the way. And a lot of people are saying, oh, good connection. And I'm like, we're saying that because it's Kai Havertz. He should be putting his laces. That should Never be really. like, well, remember the, I think it was Montpellier, Podolsky. Mm. It just flies out, whack, have that top bit. He's got to be smashing that ball. The, the, why, why try and cushion that from there? Put He's got to put his laces straight through. Straight Absolutely. Through. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, in, the, the thing with Zinchenko is when we're in possession and when we're dominating games, beautiful. I do not want anyone else playing that role. But the thing is, when we're backs to the walls, as we were for a good 45 plus minutes yesterday, and as we were in the North London derby, he is a liability through no fault of his own because that's not his game. You know, he's a midfielder playing at left back, essentially, you know, lines up as left back on paper. But does he do any defending? No, he does not do any defending whatsoever. And I'm not saying it would have necessarily been the right move last night to have played Jakob Kivy or a left back. But I really think we have to start seriously contemplating playing that guy in some of these big away games. Yeah. I'm not saying that we should be doing it on Sunday. I don't know when would be the appropriate time I, to do it. But I will. Well, I mean, why not? Like, if you yeah. want a defensive performance, but you have he, to play him. He, he doesn't normally... When Sinchenko plays Man City, they wind him up and he gets emotionally involved. So I would take him out. Look at the Community Shield. All right, he's not available, but we put, you know, we put uh, Timber in there and what a game he had. So, yeah, I will take either Tommy Asu playing at left back again or Kivior playing at left. Give me the better defender, mate, especially against Man City. I want a better I want a better defender. For all of his like you've said, for all of that enterprise and great ball movement. Have him come on maybe have him come on off the bench when they're tired, see if he what? can pick someone on like like that. But they don't get tired. It's Man this, City. This, this, so. won't, this won't happen, though, will it? Like we're talking about this. Is I don't just... know. I, I I think it might because he realize he, he might go like we've said. He he's normally favoured the better defender, so hopefully he sticks with that. And um, yeah, it's either Tommy Asu or Kivior. But yeah, if you look at their second goal, James, him and Havertz, it's like a like a sweaty octopus trying to take off a bra, mate. Both of them, they're mucking, they're mucking around, James. They're mucking around, and then as soon as they lose it. The recovery from both is is a howler, mate. And I've seen people go, oh, yeah, but, you know, Gabriel and Saliba, they don't realise that who's behind them. And it, well, I'm like, yeah, because they're trying to do two men. They're trying to do an extra man's job. Gabriel's like, I'm trying to stop that ball from coming in as well as being in the centre because Sinchenko's left me so exposed. Yeah, and, and Gab- I mean, Gabriel is having to do effectively, we don't talk about it enough, but he does effectively have to fill in a left back a lot yeah. more often than we would yeah. like him to. Um, but we don't talk about it because he's just it's just become such a natural part of his game and he's so good at doing it. But what it does do is it makes the job for our elite centre-halves, it has to be said, so much more difficult. And that's why they are as good as they are because y- you couldn't do this this system 
with any any two centre-halves. It just wouldn't work. You have to have athletic guys that are great at reading the game. And thankfully, we've got two that are good at it. But when, you know, we're up against it, up against it and other players aren't necessarily pulling their weight in these situations, such as for the second goal that they scored, it is going to leave players exposed, inevitably. But before we get on to the goals, um, Bukayo Saka went off around the 30-minute mark. I don't think either of us, I think you, did you predict him to start or did we both go with Fabio Vieira? <laughs> I said to you, if he's on the plane, he's starting. Yeah. And look, yeah. you know, I, I, think, I did it. I did it. My team, I had Vieira starting. But I think we are both adult enough to realise that, that you can't take these games lightly. You know, I no. saw some ridiculously rotated teams ahead of the Lons game. And, um, you know, it might have worked in our favour. It might not have done. We'll never know. But a Champions League game away from home, I can understand why he went with such a serious team. And if he felt that Bukayo Saka was fit, I'm not going to begrudge him necessarily for starting him. That's all well and good. But in hindsight, he shouldn't have started this game if I'm being quite honest, um, if there was any slight inclination that he might have a knock. And given that he went off against Spurs limping, went off against Bournemouth limping, you kind of think, look, we've got quality enough to to cover this position for at least one game. You've got to do it. You either play Trossard on that right-hand side, Nelson on the left or vice versa, play Vieira there. You put Gabby Jesus on the right, Eddie through the middle. I would understand if we didn't have the quality in depth. And okay, we don't have another Bukayo Saka, but we do have options of flexibility. and. As we've seen before, Arteta still seems reluctant to rotate, mate. Yeah, and and again, this goes back to if you want to analyse the summer again, you got to think eighteen months ago, and I was talking about this with another guy I do podcast with Jack today. Eighteen months ago, we were all in on trying to get Rafinha. That didn't happen, and now all of a sudden, oh, I don't need that player for Sa- I'll just play Saka in every single game then. So, what 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 has changed? What what again? This is a one we can't answer, and I'd love Mikel to. What went from you were so desperate to get Rafinha in as potential cover of Saka as a left-footed player to play on the right-hand side that you've completely gone? No, I don't need one anymore because the options that we've got there for me, if you if you want to play the left footer, are obviously Jesus or Vieira. But he's reluctant to do that. Nelson's another one that I thought, you know, I thought he could play on the right-hand side and he has done in some games. He can. Yeah, yeah. But again, reluctant to do it. So now, (laughs) come come the weekend, it's that big question of, well, who's going to play there? Because I don't think Saka's going to... And I'll tell you what, if by some miracle Saka is fit for this weekend, we won't do it, James. Because we keep, we're talking about a lot tonight what we're not going to do. But as a club, I hope we tell Southgate to swivel for these next England games for him. Oh, and go, Yeah, but that's what we... It's same as with um, Houghton, with wanting party for Ghana. Yeah, we're going to get party back fit. He's going to play two games for Ghana and he'll crock himself in one of the two. You know it, I know it. But we should be telling him and telling Southgate to swivel because it's like, no, we've only... The other clubs do it. Ferguson was a, a fantastic at, yeah, my lads are going all of a sudden. Oh, he's, he's felt something in the training. They never felt nothing. He went, you're not having them. I just, I don't think we're brave enough. I don't think we're brave enough to tell these managers no. And we have to, I think, because if, if, if Saka yeah. is, is somehow available for the weekend, I, I actually think he will be. 
Um, whether he starts or not is another oh. thing. But I think if he's in, the, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm quietly confident that he's going to be there. He's made of sterner stuff, mate. Certainly. Oh, I know, I know. I've, I've seen him get volleyed like a football by MacArthur or whatever his name was at Crystal Palace. Yeah, which was so never a red card, by the way. Wasn't even a foul. So, so I know, I know this. I don't, you know, he, he eats, he eats proper meals as well. He's not like. You know, he's not like one of these skinny wingers that you see in the league. He's a tough, he's a tough lad. He eats, you know, he's not on Cowan and Gate. He eats full on food. But yeah, I, I can't, I cannot see him playing at all. I, I, I think he's, he is hit. What was it? Arson used to call the red zone. Yeah, I, I think, I, I think he's, he's in it. You know, he's redder than a tomato in his red site. You know, well, I think it's unbelievably red. If there's even a five percent chance that he's in that team, I, I, I think Arteta will take it. I think. Oh, he, Arteta, he, yeah, Arteta's good. Arteta will risk it. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Do you worry again, about he risked being it, a, an injury? He risked it last. Man. Yeah, he risked it last night, but he'll go. Yeah, but he got me an assist. He's an end product merchant. You, know, you have to well, say that. You know, everyone always says. Oh, it's the one-legged man in the ass kick. Well, Saka's a very good one-legged man in an ass kicking contest because he still he still does very well. Even though he look at him against, uh, like you said, against um, Tottenham and against Bournemouth, one leg still produced, still got his numbers. So he is. You can't, a, you can't afford to leave him out, can you? He's, no, you can't. He's a very special player. Very, very special player. Um, but look, I wouldn't be surprised if, if come Friday we see training pictures of him with a massive smile on his face. Oh, um, I'm, I'm being quietly optimistic. But um, look, even if he's not available, we've got options. And that's what we yeah. need to realise. Like, you know, we, we've gotten by without Martinelli for this long. But the worry I've got is we have zero width at the moment. Absolutely none. Uh, and that was glaringly ob- ob- evident, obvious, Um last night because Tommy Asu, I thought he had a solid game at right back, but again, you know, out and out defender, he's not going to bomb, bomb on forwards. I actually think his better performances have come at centre half and left back so far this season, which I've not got an issue with, but if we're playing him as a right back, you want someone that's going to offer you something going forward and he just doesn't do that. Then in front of him, you had Fabio Vieira who wants to cut inside time after time and on the left-hand side, you've got Trossard who wants to do the exact same thing. And then you've got Jesus, who I thought was uh, was very good last night, but um, I thought the long centre-halves, particularly in the last 30 minutes, I, I thought they had him in his pocket, if I'm being quite honest. I thought they did a really good number on him. Um, but the lack of width is worrying for me. And if you look at our options, apart from Martinelli and Nelson, Saka doesn't really provide width either when you think about it, because he's always looking to cut in as well. Is that something that, that worries you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Other than Martinelli, there isn't one. Like you said, other than Martinelli and Nelson, and Nelson's not getting the minutes, there isn't one. You know, I know people still talk about Smith Rowe, but I want Smith. I still want Smith Rowe in that left eight, mate. That's where, especially when you look at the look at the caliber of performance, and you'll get people that go, "Oh yeah, James," but if he hit that volley, he would have had a goal. And then if Trossard didn't miss, he'd have had a goal and an assist. Still, still would a goal and assist wouldn't have paid, you know. Still wouldn't have padded over what was a terrible performance from Havertz again. Do you think there's a slight element of overreaction to last night? And I mean, I, I say slight because there are people that are full blown overreacting. But oh, yeah. you know, I think it was yeah, a case of they're always had... they're, they're always going to James. Of course they will. Of course they will. But you know, it's our first defeat of the season. Um, it, it's not the sort of game we would want to lose in. But you know, if we lose this game and win at the weekend, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd have probably taken that if you'd have given it to me before the uh, the fixtures were played. 
never want to say that, but you know, I think a lot of us would be inclined to beat Man City and still have a good chance to go through in the Champions League. Um, where was I going to go with this? Where was I at, mate? I've completely forgotten. This is what the dark for crossing. You said, you, yeah. you said about did, did I feel there was an overreaction? Yeah. So thank you uh, for reminding me, mate. You should be hosting right. this one for me. No. Um, <laughs> no. I, I mean, look, there were there were big chances for both sides in the game. Longs yeah. took theirs. We didn't take ours. Do you think it's as simple as that? Yeah, I mean, I do. See, I'm, I'm, I'm I've got the splinters in my backside, mate, because I'm in the middle. I'm on the fence about it. Because if we created absolutely next to nothing, then I would be more livid than I am now. However, I still don't think that we did enough to... And I can take losing, James. I'm very... You know, for the last few years, that's what I've been very comfortable with as an Arsenal fan. I remember that period where we played all the teams that were the animals, didn't we? We lost to the Wolves, then we lost to the Seagulls, then we lost to the Eagles, then I can't, you know, whoever we're else was in there. Villa at home. Yeah, I that yeah. One. It, was all, it was all the animals in a spell of time. So I'm very, very used to that. And I also watch non-league football and I watch Dagenham and Redbridge who have been dross for ages. So I'm very I'm very used to being, being you know, at losing. I'm well-versed with losing. However, it does... I, if you lose to like a weldy, like if the, if we lost one nil to that first goal, I would I would be angry at the mistake, but I'd have to put my hands up and go, well, look, it's a weldy. Like, come on, who's saving that? It's, it's... But, Both of uh, were excellent. But it, to be yeah, said. yeah really they were. Good. They were. But it's the manner. It's the man when when you lose because too many of them don't make an effort. I can't accept that, James. Like when I feel you're not, you didn't even try. I can't, I can't, I can't excuse that. And it's not even the monetary thing or a jealousy because of my lack of athleticism and everything. I I just can't take, even in my day-to-day job, James, when someone does not pull their way, it aggravates me to no end. I think it was partly that but I also feel like there's just a lack of connection and chemistry in this team I still think we're some way away from finding the perfect formula obviously injuries haven't helped I'm not using that as an excuse by any stretch of the imagination but we haven't really started this season with what I would call a settled 11 I'm still not convinced about the left eight I still think that's a big problem for us and I hope with Partey coming back um, maybe against Man City, I'd love to see a midfield well, this three. Is it, this is right it, there, James. I, I was saying to you the other day, ease him in. I want him starting at the weekend. Yeah, I think we have to now, don't yeah. we? Yeah. I don't think yeah. we have a choice. Um, and although that might sound a bit, you know, like we're rushing him into it, but I just, you know, I, I don't want to point the finger at habits from yesterday because like I said earlier, Erdegaard was just as poor. Yeah, um, Trossard but, was as well. Yeah. Oh God, yeah, and, Trossard. And Sinchenko, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so many were poor. This is the thing. So many were poor in the game against Spurs and then we bounced back so so well against Bournemouth. So I don't yes. know what Arsenal is necessarily going to turn up on Sunday. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll take 4 nil. I'll take 4 nil at home to City, mate. I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, do. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say no. I mean, look, if you put it on the table in front of me, I might, I might just take that up. Obviously, you want five, but four would be nice. Um, I think we just need intensity in that area of the pitch. And the worry I have with Habits is he doesn't provide that. You know, I... I 
I can appreciate what he does do in his game, but intensity is not something that he he has. And we need someone that's going to break up the play in Thomas Partey and Declan Rice, someone that's going to provide that intense physical battle. Both of those players can do that. And then you can let Erdegaard work his magic, similarly to what we did in the Community Shields. That would be the midfield blueprint for me. Um, you know, could argue if you wanted to play a bit more attacking, play Fabio Vieira in there. But I worry about, you know, his lack of physicality in a game of, of this stature. He started the North London derby, was phased out of that game quite quickly, was phased out of the game last night. Um, after what was a positive start to the season for him, he does seem to be, you know, finding those issues that were a problem for him last season. I really hope that's not too much of a consistency because he has started this season so well. But, I mean, we're talking about the Man City game. What would your lineup be headed into Sunday? So, as much as I do think he had a terrible mistake, I am sticking with Raya in goal. Um, I, I'm, I'm putting Ben White, obviously, bringing him back in. I'm going to do Saliba and Gabriel, obviously. And then, do I want C as much as you want? People are like, oh, I want natural lefties and everything. It doesn't really matter with Tommy Asu. He's good with both feet. So I'm going to say Tommy Asu just for the aerials. Because if they're going to go long to Haaland or they're going to try and, or try and ping it out wide, I'm going to go for Tommy Asu over. Not that Kivior's bad in the air, but yeah, I'm going to go for Tommy Asu at left back. And then I'm going to go party Rice, Odegaard. I don't think Saka's going to start. So it's a case of, oh, James. It's tough, isn't it? I'm going to say Trossard left, even though I thought he had a stinker. But I'll let Do you think Martinelli will be back? No. No. And then no I... Martinelli, no Saka for City at home. There's no oh, this... Partey last season. This year this we're staring it. down the barrel of that. This is Just... it. Um just horrible. I might go Jesus right, and I might I might go Matt. You know, I might do like we did in Community Shield, match them up. I play Havertz down the middle because, and I got I got sent this tweet, and I've just found it because I saved it for I, I I saved it for this, and then I was like, got such in a mood and everything that I forgot what I'd saved. Um, Havertz has zero open play shots on target or big chances created in the Premier League. He has completed one dribble and averages 25 passes a game, yet he's in the top 10 this season for fouls committed. (laughs) Says it all, Rick, doesn't it? I mean, look... Get get him up front, even though he's not a striker. Do like we did in Community Shield and just match him. Well, I mean, you have to say... We can hit long as well. If you look at Brentford's two games last year where they beat Man City... And even at, look at Wolves as well with uh, Huang up top and everything else like that. They just went long. They went direct. If there's one thing, I like we said, if there's one thing I know David Rea can do, he can ping a ball direct to a very tall centre forward. Now, OK, that centre forward's <laughs> Ivan Tony, and he's a 10 times the player Havertz is. But that's what I'd be doing. That's what I'd give it a go, James. I just I'd, I'd try and match him up like that. And if we can snake, like if if we can snake a one nil or something like doing that, if we have to play completely turgid but still get the win, I'll take it, James. And you have to say, on that point, has Kai Havertz actually had a better performance than that game in the Cousy Shield? I don't think so. There we go then. And that's yeah. the one game that he's he's actually started for us as a centre as a centre forward. Every yeah. other game he's played in central midfield. I mean, out of curiosity, where do you see him 
playing? Is he a centre forward? Is he a midfielder? I, I think that he is more of a conventional number 10 player. But we don't do that. Well, I think he's the sort of, um, if you were playing a 4-4-2, Invincibles-esque, he would be the bird camp behind Henri. Yes. Yeah, but that's, 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 I feel if you say that, that's insulting to Des Burkett. Well, I'm not, in no, <laughs> I know I'm you're not, I know you're not, I know you're Burkett not. Uh, it just, yeah, I mean, we're we're it, talking it, night and it day, just, but yeah, it just you know makes what you I mean? Feel, uh, yeah, I know. I, I just feel a bit sick saying that I would have Havertz well, in the Burkamp part role. Well, we're not going to go there, but no. before, before yeah. we wrap up, I mean, this, this game on Sunday is massive. Um, oh, it is. A lot of people are saying, you know, it's, it's our biggest game of the season. I'm not going that far. Uh, reason being is we're in October, early October for that matter. Our biggest game of the season might not be until May and it could be Luton at home for all you know. <laughs> we yeah. just we just don't know how the season's going to play yeah. out. No, but I, I think agree. if you're going to win this league, you have to beat Man City in one of the two games. And yeah. the best opportunity to do that is at home. Maybe not necessarily for Arsenal, but you would say for any other team, it would be the home game. Uh, we have to take advantage of that. And we also have to take advantage of the fact that they don't have their, for, for me, their most important player in Rodri. And if we are to play that midfield that we've both predicted in, have us have Rice, Erdegaard and Thomas Partey, I really think we can win that battle. And irrespective of us having injuries up front, if we win that midfield battle, I think it puts us in a fantastic position to win this game. A point wouldn't be the worst result in the world, but I think you've got to lay down a marker and get a win, especially after the disappointing result of last night. So, um, how do you feel about it? (laughs) Uh, See, this is the thing. We're doing this before, obviously, we see City tonight. Anything could happen there. You know, I don't... Leipzig, for me, aren't a gimme. Well, I, here's the thing: if City lose tonight, for um, you know, for I will, record, if they lose, I will be panicking because well, they, they, they will come out swinging. For those listening to this back on audio, we're recording this, you know, just over an hour before City kick off. I don't fancy playing City after three losses on the bounce. To be yeah. quite honest with you, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah. I wouldn't really have a problem with them winning tonight. Uh, either way, I think it's a lose lose scenario. <laughs> um, I I don't know. I, I asked the question to you, but for me, I'm feeling, I'm not feeling too confident ahead of Sunday. I hate to say it. Yeah, if you offered me a draw now, James, I'd take it. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Score yeah. draw. Yeah, it's what it's one of them. Uh, I normally come on here and I'm normally juiced to the nines full of my Pepsi Max, and I'm going to tell you that we're going to win three one or three nil. We're going to spend. I can't see it. I can't see it with this, James. No, but look, look, look at it this way. But, but but then. You know, if it wasn't Man City, even if we were playing anyone after that last night, I'd say that we might stumble to get a whip. You know, I don't think that there's, with no Saka, with no Martinelli, like you said, I think that we were significantly, even though they're good players, there's just still something missing there. There is. There's a huge, there's, that's two huge holes. And you could say the same for City. No Rodri, no De Bruyne. That's two huge holes for them. But come on. They've got, they, they've got the depth, haven't they? They've got, they're, they're just insane. And well, you say that. I mean, look, look at the Wolves game. They had um, Nunez that started that game. The guy they bought from Wolves. 
Yeah. And they substituted him at halftime for a teenager. So, I mean, uh, I, I think they've got the depth, but I think they've got similar problems to us in the sense that Kovacic isn't necessarily, you know, as good as the player that he's filling in for. The same for Nunez. Yeah. I don't think they're bad players by any stretch no. of the imagination. And you could say well, the same for Calvin Phillips. I don't want to jinx it, but Kovacic normally has stinkers against Arsenal as well. If he, he starts. To, yeah, he used to when he played for Chelsea. But they so. have got John Stones and Bernardo Silva back. So... Yeah, but that was always good. That was always good. Of course, it was. Of course, it was. I wouldn't be surprised to see Stones pushed into midfield. Um, You know, I think I I think they'll have ample quality. Um, But I'm with you. You know, if we if we got a draw, it would be progress on last season. As negative as that sounds, it would be progress on last season. And then you know, I I think still unbeaten, still still unbeaten in the league. So I I I don't think that would be the worst case heading into the international break. And I actually think we could do with the international break, to be quite honest. I hate to say it. I love to see, I love watching Arsenal, you know, every couple of days. I just think we need it. And I know a lot of our players are going to be going away and they're going to be playing, you know, another two games. But for me as a supporter, I I need a bit of a a bit of a breath because there's still so much that's rattling around in my head. I still can't get my head around some of the some of the things that I'm seeing in this team. Some days it looks brilliant, other days it looks cold. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm, look, City were our biggest rival last season in terms of going for the title. And this is obviously a very big question, as I've asked you many of tonight. But um, do you actually see us as, as of right now, do you see us as title challengers? There's a a small, silly part of my brain that still thinks somehow, some way we're going to snake this. And it's purely because no one's won it four times in a row. And I don't see who else is as well equipped as us. You say that. And Luke, I, I, I agree. I think when everyone's fit, we've got fantastic strength in depth. But I, I think this is more of a chemistry issue more than anything. Because I just, that I've said it before, I'll say it again, I'll continue to say it whilst it is an issue. Left eight bothers me so much. Oh, yeah. Because I think it was such an important position for us last season that we had nailed on with Granite Jack. We didn't even have to think twice about it because he perfected that role. Now we've got Havertz in there who I don't think, you know, is, is a nailed-on starter. Same can be said for Fabio Vieira. We've got Emil Smith-Rowe that's coming back from injury, who I don't think the manager views as a starter anytime soon. And then we've got Declan Rice, who should be the starting left eight for me. But I don't think the manager sees it that way. He wants a more attacking option. And until I feel confident enough to say that we've got a perfectly balanced midfield, or I can say on paper, this is our strongest starting eleven. I don't think I can say that we're we're good for the title just yet. I think that can change. Definitely think that. No, can no, change. I, I don't. I don't think anyone should think that you're wrong for saying that, James. I think I think that's a very balanced and right opinion. I don't think there's anything wrong with that at all. I've just not seen enough from us yet to yeah to suggest. I, I don't think we. I, I must stress. I don't think we've been bad by any any means, but I also don't think we've been fantastic. I mean, we we drew against Fulham. We drew against Spurs at home. There was chaos in both of those games. We we were, you know, I don't want to say fortunate against Manchester United, but it took us until very very late until until we won that game. Um, some games we've gotten by through the skin of our teeth. I, I need to see more. 
before I can yeah. say. Well, yeah. but, 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 but the level's gone up, James, and that's the thing. That is the, that is the thing. The level now is so hot, is so higher. And again, I go back to what we said on the last the last show. We're dealing with a mega power domestically that are that have more in their you know arsenal. Pardon the pun. Than the '99 treble winning United team had. So again, you have to be as close to perfection, if not perfection, to beat this side to these major honours. And I agree with what you've said there. There is a glaring hole in one position of the pitch. And the more and more that that keeps on going, and this a discussion point, the more and more these problems are going to be. They're going well, to I, think, I think you could say this about several positions, to be honest. Um I mean, look, because we have competed against the best team in the world for me last season, there are positions I'm looking at now and I'm thinking, can we do better? And left eight is definitely one of them until I see Declan Rice in there because I'm adamant that he is the guy that should be yeah, playing in that position. James, if he yeah. plays there, I'm not talking about this anymore. He could be there, he could be rubbish, but I'm so confident that he will excel in that role. But I think, I'm, James, if if the money for party really come in this summer... It won't. We no, the, the, the summer just gone. Summer if, just gone. If if a Juventus or a Saudi actually did throw the money down, we'd have gone and bought possibly another oh, six. Yeah, a, a light another six, and we would have had that. And there would and you'd be going to about Havertz now. Well, is he an alternative option for nine? Yeah. Is he going to be a midfielder? Would is we have signed Havertz? So. Is he a wide player? Well, yeah, yeah. I think you know if you're thinking about it, he was brought in beforehand, wasn't he? But but this is it. Is last year that eleven we knew so you know we knew what that eleven was going to be, and that eleven got us so far. But thirty game weeks consecutive. But the problem was the depth. Now, like like you've just discussed, there's three or four players that we think can go into that left eight. And none of them are really showing us, apart from who we believe, which is Declan Rice, that's our one. Yeah, that's the one that completely we completely agree. And yeah, that's too big. That's too big of a hole. But it like is. I was like I was about to say, mate, I think, you know, I'm also thinking, can we upgrade on Gabby Jesus? Can we upgrade yes, on Zinchenko? And I'm not saying that we should. I, I think I could be completely wrong yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but I look at Zinchenko's defensive game and I think, yeah. can we find someone out there that can do the defensive side, but also the inversion into midfield? Because there were a lot of times in the game against Lons where he got out-muscled in midfield. He tries to do a pirouette, he tries to pass the ball out and they win the ball off him so so easily. Could we find someone more physical to do that role? Then I look at Gabby Jesus missing that chance against Spurs. And because the level has gone from here to here, it's, I'm hyper-analysing everything, and I'm thinking we we just have to take these opportunities. I think I'm being way too critical. You know, I'm listening not back to all. myself. No, 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 not at all. It, you got to think about it, James. He's ruthless enough to do it to his goalkeeper. And yeah, Melissa makes a great point there. Yeah. If, if Timber was fit, he was he was ruthless enough to do it to Zinchenko. So, in terms of up front. And as much as I love, I love Jesus. I think he's a great player. I do think he's going to eventually move on from him as well. 
Well, I think the, the, the thing with Jesus is he is such a good, um, he would be an elite utility option, like the creme de la creme of utility options. Because if you've got a, you know, let's say we did have an injury to Bukayo Saka, but we had an Erling Haaland, for example, up front. Very simple. Haaland up top, Jesus out on the right. It, it would be really nice to have those options. But Jesus is also, you know, he left City because Haaland was coming in. I don't think he, he he's gone to a club where he can be the focal point, the main man. Um, I think if that was to happen, I don't think we'd see Gabby Jesus remain in the club. But look, no. I'm rambling on here. Let's get to the stuff that really matters. <laughs> Prediction for Sunday. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one all. One all? Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. I'm gonna go two two. I think it could be another one of those absolutely balmy games. But I hope we win. I really do. <laughs> Do you, do you think we score first? I wouldn't be surprised if we went two 0 up and conceded twice yeah. in the last yeah. five minutes. Yeah, because I don't see if they if if they're leading. I no, don't they see, won't let it slip. No. Yeah, I don't see us bringing it back. No, so I could see us going uh, one 0 up, one yeah. one two yeah, one yeah. two cool. two. Okay, I could yeah. I could definitely see it being. I'm that glad we game. agree. But you know. Fingers crossed, we get the win. But yeah, look, mate, I'm, I'm, I'm here to be proved wrong, James. I me, love oh, to me be too. Me don't, too. Don't, please, don't, don't, if, if people are watching, thinking, "Cor, what a bunch of negative Nancys the Jameses are today." <laughs> it's it's not. It's it's like we said, SAS set, settings. We're saying saying it as we see it. You have to, yeah, and you've got to be realistic. But I think you know we're both of the opinion that this this isn't a total disaster, but there's room for improvement. Yeah, always. It's always room to improve. Absolutely. Well, yeah. on that note, mate, I, I could get a haircut, James. There's, there's loads of stuff that I could improve on. Well, me too. You know, I could shave it all off. For all I know, a buzz cut could be the look for me. I don't know. Um, but look, mate, we'll leave it there. That has been, uh, yeah, fantastic. Thank you as ever for joining me and for making last night's defeat a little bit more palatable. Um, as ever, feeling a bit more optimistic about things whenever I chat to you. So thank you for that. And. Therapeutic, that, James. I appreciate. Absolutely, it. it's it's a therapy show that we never knew we needed. Yeah. I'm going to um, go from crying into my dinner to just eating my dinner, so I'm very appreciative. And I I, <laughs> I still have to cook my dinner, so yeah. there's layers to this. Um, but that is the end of the preview shows until after the international break. So uh, we'll be back in two weeks' time to preview Chelsea away, which um, could could be an interesting one, given that they seem to have sparked into life. Oh, fun, fun, so, fun. Yeah, it just it just gets more fun over here on the same old Arsenal channel. But um, look, JJ, I want to say a big thank you to you for taking the time to do these preview shows with me. I hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, to those you know listening on audio, watching live on YouTube, um, be sure to follow at LL Cool James ninety one and subscribe to the James Johnson Football Channel on YouTube. Um, but from myself, from JJ, apologies, it's not been a bit more upbeat tonight. But uh, look. We're going to get that win on Sunday, despite us both predicting draws. And as ever, up the Arsenal. See you later, guys. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.